If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now, and now, prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You got your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I'll say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow now, is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast with host A. Trunk. What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk. Welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new every Thursday. Wherever you get your podcast, be sure to subscribe so you do not miss an episode and uh, check it out. As I tell you guys each and every week, the shows that you hear here on the podcast, all the interviews you hear on the podcast, they originated on my Sirius XM radio show, which is called Trunk Nation. And that is heard live Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. On channel 103 Faction Talk or anytime at all on the Sirius XM app. If you listen to only this podcast and you're in the US or Canada, you're only getting a tiny, tiny taste of what I do on the radio on a daily basis, live, interactive talk, news, and interviews. So come on board and join me for Trunk Nation again, Monday through Friday, Sirius XM channel 103, live 3 to 5 Eastern or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Good to have you all here, and uh, let's see, what do I have for you? Well, if you're in Houston this coming weekend, I hope you join me at Rise Rooftop. Saturday night, I'll be there for Stephen Piercy and Slaughter. Sunday, free event for the Super Bowl with live music before and after the show. Hope to see you this weekend if in Houston. Also coming up, uh, back in Texas in mid-March, the 16th of March, doing my next speaking Q&A show, and that'll be happening at the Guitar Sanctuary in McKinney, Texas. Always have a great time doing those there. And this time around, Mike Portnoy, Billy Sheehan, and Richie Kotzen, the Winery Dogs, will be joining me for an interview during my speaking show. So come on out and see the guys and see me. Guitar Sanctuary, McKinney, Texas, just outside of Dallas on March 16th. Then the next night, March 17th, I will be hosting the Winery Dogs performance, which is happening at Amplified Live in Dallas. 
Never been to that venue. Looking forward to being there. That is March 17th. And finally, on March 19th, you can catch me hosting the Winery Dogs in Houston at Warehouse Live. Also have a speaking show in Tuckerton, New Jersey in April. A lot of stuff coming up. Uh, stuff in Illinois. Stuff in Detroit. Check out the homepage of eddytrunk.com for all of my upcoming appearances and hope to see you out and about. And be sure to follow me on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page. On the podcast this week is a show that I did back in November that aired live, like everything, on Sirius XM. And from time to time, I do what I call a Canadian roundtable. And my good friends Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns, who play bass in Slash's band, The Conspirators, also live in Vegas, where I live part-time. And they come over to my Vegas studio from time to time, and we do these shows where we do nothing but celebrate Canadian music. Even the obscure bands that people don't really know about much in the U.S. And they're so much fun. And over the times that we've done this, we've had different people like Sebastian Bach and others sit in as the third mic on this show, the only criteria being they have to be Canadian. I am not Canadian, but I defer to them, of course, on all the bands. So this time around, Jason Hook was the third Canadian. <laughs> Jason is best known for being in Five Finger Death Punch and a bunch of other different bands as well. And he was great, as well as Fitz and Kearns. And for the first time, I want to bring you that conversation. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And it'll give you a real taste of what goes on live on the radio as well if you're not already listening on Sirius XM. So without further ado, a Canadian Spotlight Roundtable, Brent Fitz, Todd Kearns, who also have the band Tuke together, and Jason Hook. A lot of fun breaking down Canadian bands. Have a listen on this edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. All right, there's way too many Canadians in this room <laughs> trying to navigate this. This is uh, well, two you know very well because they are, as I was saying earlier, they're the anchors when I do this special. Uh, to my left, my immediate left, Mr. Todd Dammit Kearns. Hello, Ed. Good How to see you? you, sir. Thanks for having us. I'm here in Vegas for like a week. This is the first time I'm. I seeing know. I you. only see you when we're working together. You're you're, you're way too busy. <laughs> I know. You're way, yeah, you're yeah. Way too multitasking for yeah. me these days. Yeah. You're, but no, what Throne is worse. And Thro Throne's worse. Throne, Throne's not even here. Throne, yeah. I, I come a month. I don't yeah, see him. Yeah, you don't him. see him. Like yeah. we make a lot. I I'm sorry, I can't. I got. You know, <laughs> he's way too. He's yeah. way too important yeah. for me right now. Important. I I get that it's not special when I come to Vegas anymore that I got a place. So I get it. It used to be. Oh, Eddie's in town. We got to see him now. Now it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, he's here again. <laughs> so I get all that, but Throne is like, he's big time in oh, everybody yeah, yeah, now. He's yeah. way too yeah. important. You got to make a, the meet and greet. Yeah, exactly. We got to schedule <laughs> time with Throne. Um, and of course, um, well, he did make time for me last night. We had a wonderful dinner at there the always awesome bootlegger. Uh, Mr. Brent Fitz is here. Good to see you. Yeah, I took my shoes off like a good Canadian in here. Check it out. <laughs> I too. Yeah. You don't have to take your shoes off in here. Trust me. I've, we do. I've had this place a year and a half, and a lot of stuff has gone on on this carpet already. But Scotty, <laughs> Scotty Ludwig is here. You imagine what's gone on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, Fitz and Kearns, as you guys know, are, are good friends and also great musicians, and you know them best playing in Slash's band, and they all do other stuff beyond that. But also, they have a band together called Tuke, which celebrates Canadian rock music. You are rocking a Tuke crew jacket. I know, Fitz. he's got the crew Full jacket. Full pander. 
Where did you get th- that? Is impressive. It's pretty uh-huh. dope, huh? Are those for sale? Uh, Not officially yet, but they probably will be. Yeah, we should make those. Yeah, that yeah. one that he's wearing right there, five hundred bucks right now. <laughs> I'm a two X. I'll give you fifty bucks. Uh, but it's very so. So for those that are, we have new listeners coming on board all the time. Tuke is a band that started out to celebrate and cover Canadian rock classics, but now is actually making original music mm-hmm. as well, yeah, right? Yeah. As will happen when you get together like that, yeah. Recently added to the Monsters of Rock cruise. Yeah. That's fantastic. With that trunk. Yeah. That, that, well, that came from uh, being asked to play on the Monsters on, on the, the Mountain, mountain uh, gig, yeah. and um, apparently we were well-liked, and uh, so... They asked us to be on the cruise next, so and I which just, you host, so yeah. And I just missed you at the mountain because that you, th- this past year I could only do one day, so we didn't see each other there. But I heard it went great. It was and awesome. Then yeah. Now you're on the the cruise, which is just going to be a blast. I mean, it's just crazy fun that we have on that thing. So. I bet. Who else is on it? Tesla's headlining. Tesla headlines every other year, and it's That's their exciting. year. So they yeah. they're but it's literally like fifty bands. Yeah, I it's heard that. it's yeah, mayhem. Yeah. It's wow. it's it's a lot. It's yeah, crazy, but I it's bet. fun. It really is. And now we welcome our newcomer. We've got yes. fresh Canadian meat here. <laughs> Virgin blood. We've we've uh, rotated in some different people in this slot, so there's a lot of pressure on you to hold the slot, Jason. Okay. But we welcome Jason Hook. Good to see you, man. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And um, you have a lot of stuff going on. You are working on a new project, right? Oh, yeah. Very excited. And how's it coming? Awesome. Yeah? Awesome. Yep. I mean, it took a long time to... Uh, put the lineup together, you know, because I was very specific about members and what I was looking for. Um, but the uh, the band is complete. The record should be out uh, early 2023. Nice. Mm. Yeah. All right. No, no more details yet, right? You well, gotta... I, I don't want to overhype or oversell it. I think, you know, to quote Aerosmith, I'd prefer to have the music do the talking or let the music. But you do are the playing. Talking. You are going to debut a track today for us. <laughs> well, I I could have had a sneak peek, but I wasn't thinking that hard. I didn't oh, even yeah, take my know. shoes off. I feel <laughs> I feel like the outsider. No, you're all Jason's right. the you're disrespectful right. Canadian of the, of the group. <laughs> He's been down here a long time. How long have you been in America now? Oh, I I drove down here um, in 1993. Okay, wow, that's you a beat long time. All of yeah. To That's, Vegas? You relocated to Vegas? No, and no. I, I went from Toronto right to Los Angeles. So 30 okay. years. Yeah. Yeah. Like next year. Right yeah. Now. And wow. uh, best thing I ever did. What was the what was the initial hook to come? No pun intended on your name. What was the <laughs> hook to come to L.A. from Canada for you? What was the gig? Were you chased out of town? Be honest. No, no. Um, <laughs> I, I had a local band up there that got signed to Electra Records. Um, That's true. And... And it was very exciting, and we made the record in Los Angeles with Bo Hill, mm-hmm. and I sort of got the bug, you know. Like, um, what's the name of the band? The band at the time was called No Love Lost. Did the record come out? Sort of. Okay. Uh, one of those. I, I released it under the name Monkey Head. Okay. And uh, you know, it's like heavy metal '80s Skid Row kind of edgy type thing. Right, we're not feeling so something I would love. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. nothing that any of us dislike here. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I forgot where I was. So that's what got you to L.A. Yeah. is to come for that band. Well, short, shortly after we submitted the record, we got dropped. Okay, and that was devastating and pretty much killed the band. And at that point, I made the decision that if I want to try to do this again, I've got to be in the right place. And that was L.A., you know. I mean, you could only, 
nothing against Canada because Canada's great, but uh, I just wanted to put myself in a in an entertainment hotspot. Well, it's nothing really against Canada. I mean, you could have been from Des Moines or you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you know. and I just knew that um, if I wanted to take another shot at this, I think it would be better to geographically position sense, yeah. myself. And clearly, it worked out. It worked out. Yeah. I am the luckiest Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> when did you, Jason, when did you relocate to Vegas? We came out here during the housing crisis. So we bought um, the house in 2011. And it was, it was right after I joined Death Punch. And some of the other guys were migrating from their apartments in L.A. to buying houses out here in uh, Vegas. And, and I started getting on the inter internet. I was like... Oh my God! These houses are like half price, literally. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I told my uh, girlfriend at the time, I said, "We're just gonna go there and buy whatever we can find. We're just gonna buy something because the prices are great." So it was it was your time in Five Finger that really was the hook here. The whole band was yeah. The ba whole band was is obviously based here. What was when you joined Five Finger Death Punch? Was it ba were they those guys based in L.A.? Yeah, it was L.A. Oh, they were. Yeah, so they Los all Angeles. migrated here because they're all still here now, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Jason so, and I are neighbors. Is that right? That's true. Yes, yeah. we are. We see each other sometimes on the dog walk. Yeah, just when the sun's going out. down. Yeah, I go. That's Todd right. Kearns coming my way. <laughs> hey, Todd. So of you three Canadians, who's been here in Vegas the longest? Who came Fitz. first? Brent Fitz. Fitz. Fitz been the longest. What year yeah. you come, Brent? I came oh, two thousand three. End yeah. of. And you know what? It it started. He's like the great. He put the space. <laughs> he put the Canadian flag in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he really did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jason and I were. Were we playing together at the time with Vince Neil? Probably. And I came here after the tour? Anyway. I, I, I think so, yeah. It you was, were the first. There was sure. a lot of, uh, I'm trying to remember, but I ended up just coming at the end of a tour. And uh, Weren't you with somebody out here? Oh, I met my lovely wife out here. Right, yeah. okay. So that usually is part of people's stories is, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, she was already here. So the, like yep. Lowry and all those, you know. Red Cup Jeff, all those people were kind of already here for some reason, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how Weird Canadians kind of. or just people from, I mean, obviously, Eddie, I can't speak for you, but you, you run into people from New Jersey or New Yorkers, and you have that like, hey, man, we're from oh, the same yeah. neighborhood. So the Canadians, just like here in Vegas, we, you know, you find out who all is from Canada or whatever. That's you should here. have a section of town called Little Canada. Yeah. Like Little Italy. But it is, it, you do <laughs> migrate, you do kind of run into people in that orbit. Like yeah. I went to watch the Giants game at a bar the other day here and I'm sitting there and this guy comes over, sits next to me, he goes, you mind if I pull up a chair? I go, no. He goes, he goes, you a Giants fan? I go, yeah. He goes, oh, me too. He goes, I'm from Staten Island. I'm like, oh, I'm from Jersey. And next thing you know, the guy's yeah. my buddy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, have a slice of pizza. Hey, yeah. what's going on? So it's, it does, it is how it works. But, and, and you guys, so Kevin Chur rounding out the Canadian madness yeah. of the week. Yeah. Churko was here yesterday. Oh, he we was. did a whole great, interview. Right. We had a great oh, wow. a great shot. So he was telling me that we talked about Five Finger and we talked about him producing the records and sure. we talked about you and okay. I think so did he tell me that he actually got pulled into producing Five Finger through you, Brent that, Fitz. That is true. Who by the way, he named as his all-time favorite drummer. Wow. Kevin Cherko. I yesterday. paid him well. <laughs> uh, well, that's very nice of him. I mean, look, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. We're all from, if, if we all start in Canada and then we end up down here, you know, everyone's kind of paying attention to everyone's career and, and congratulate. Hey, man, you, you're doing well. So, yes, Jason and I had played in bands together and I'm already in Vegas. And then you moved out here, of course, 
we've been friends a long time. Yeah. And I, I actually reconnected um, with Todd around that time. And mm-hmm. you were more friends with Kevin Churko because you guys yeah. grew up in Saskatchewan. Yeah. And so, you know, we just all, it's like Vegas is a, a very kinetic place for a lot of opportunities. So here's Death Punch, you know, establishing yourselves out here. And actually, three-fifths of the Slash Band, of course, He's Frank Sidoris as well, yeah, we're Frank, all here yeah. too. Yeah. So Vegas has a big part of the whole story. But yes, I did, you know, I said my, my Canadian friend Jason has a great band. He's working on new music. And I was, you know, I thought Kevin would be a good choice. And you know how it is. You so, some of, of the greatest things. And it things, was a great choice. Some Frank. of the greatest yeah. things that have ever happened to me have come as a result of being friends with Brent Fitz. True story. Yeah. Amazing. True story. Um, he always reaches out to help, and if I—I've need... known him for a long time. Nothing's happened for me. Well... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wait, Eddie. You wait, baby. It's coming. <laughs> he gave me an extra garlic knot at the bootlegger last night, but that was about uh, it. Yeah. I'm bringing you a starts. coffee machine. That's what I'm going to. He wants to bring me a coffee machine. He's like, you guys with your coffee. He's like, um, so all right. So let's get into the the, the order of business here, which is ha- taking calls from all our Jason. You've never done this before, but these guys have, and. I have a ton of listeners in Canada, and we always talk about bands that are Canadian that didn't make it in America that people loved, or vice versa. And we just people call in and shout out a band, and but they're everybody... not just Canadians calling in. They're all oh yeah, all, from yeah. all over. Yeah. But I'm saying we get a lot of Canadian mm-hmm. listeners as well, mm-hmm. and they'll call in and they'll mention a band. It might be a known band or an unknown band, and everybody usually chimes in with the story or never heard of them or yeah. here's here's the thing. Have you brushed up on your Coney Hatch knowledge? I have actually. I think we should. Con- <laughs> I think we should conduct a uh, segment of. Canadian stump the trunk. Oh, Ooh. well, that's pretty easy though. Well, yeah, you know, <laughs> no, don't, yeah, yeah, no, that would be hard. Speaking of Coney, speaking of the hatch, since you broke the seal on the first one, <laughs> and I, I love the hatch. Yeah, yeah we all love. Did the you hatch. see that Coney Hatch just got a full tour of the UK opening for Steve Harris's saw that. Oh, British saw Lion that. Band? Wow, that so relationship cool, yeah. goes back because... from Peace of Mind tour. Yeah. Yeah, because wow. I saw Coney Hatch on that Isn't tour. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Unfortunately, the great Steve Shelsky is not part of Coney Hatch anymore. Oh. Our friend Sean no, he's Kelly not. plays guitar for for them now, and Sean's amazing, the guitar player. He's yeah, also no. with Lee Aaron. Isn't and he? with Lee Aaron as well. Yeah, you know, I Steve oh, we're Shelsky. Already, we're already yeah, we're already team. going in there, aren't we? <laughs> I just wanted to say that Steve Shelsky was a, was a huge influence when I was Don't move up. your mic. I know, but it sounds like ass in my ears. That's why. Well, we <laughs> we can I change heard, it, but you're, gonna, you're okay. changing your level. I okay. think Shelsky plays in Toronto now, the band, or some version really? of that. Really? I think I might, I might be making that up, but I think that might be correct. Feel free to call in. Barry Connors, drummer for Toronto, call in right now. <laughs> Dave Thumper Ketchum yeah. was a drummer. That's not bad. That was the not old bad. Yeah. That's yeah. the first drummer. Wow. Yeah. He's we, back in he's the stumping band. Me he's stumping He's still in the band. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's in the band now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Shelsky had a killer guitar tone. Oh, like, a fantastic guitar player. Yeah. Killer. I, yeah, one of my main influences, that, as I go back, I'm like, I love the Friction record, and I was just was heavy Shelsky. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's what happened great. to him? He, where... Well, I think he might be in Toronto. Okay, well, but, he does whatever he wants. Why isn't he in the Hatch anymore? Yeah, like uh, I talked to Andy about it. I just think there's a difference in differences in paycheck <laughs> value and what <laughs> yeah, you should, you know, where you should roll and the status of the, uh, you know, it, yeah, it is. It's the it's a story we've all heard a billion times. But before I dive in the calls, one thing I got to talk to you about, Jason, and I mentioned this to my audience, is that. Um, you were on this show last 
a while ago, but for a phenomenal film that I keep recommending that you were involved in called Hired Gun. And I mentioned it before you came in just now. If if you guys listening out there have not seen this movie, it is a fantastic film. And you were the one that told me about it. I know you're in it. You were involved in it. It was a number of years ago because you're like, there's a screening in L.A. and I went to it. And and all of that. Last I checked, the movie was on Netflix. Is it still there? It's Amazon Prime now. Amazon mm. Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, and did it do well after all these years? Is it still yeah. finding audience? Yeah. I. Uh, it became sort of a cult favorite. You know. I mean, I had people sort of uh, patting me on the back more for that movie than anything that happened in Five Finger Death Punch. It was Don't really you feel strange. like when it goes into streaming, suddenly it finds a whole new life. Oh, I like, had people. Yeah reconnecting with me that I hadn't talked to in years saying, I, I think I just saw you in a movie, <laughs> you know, or somebody in the in a yeah. lobby in Italy would go, you're that guy from that movie. Yeah. It's amazing the reach of television and film 100%. and how much larger the reach is as opposed to music. Oh, yeah. You know, big time. The, and the thing that came out of that movie, the one, uh, the one, um, so many things came out of that movie and because it was so revealing in so many ways. But the Liberty DeVito story yeah, that was, great. was huge. Now, yeah. is the what year was Hired Gun done? Two, uh, 2017. Okay, so it's roughly five years ago. Yeah. Am I, did I hear that Liberty is is like yeah. cool with Billy Joel totally now? Totally cool. They're really? buds again. No way. No way. So no. I, I take a little... I feel like a, I contributed to that. You brokered the piece? I f- yeah, well, because... This is great, but uh, we reached out to Billy when we were making the film. And asked him if he would like to interview because Liberty has a main role in the film. Mm-hmm. And then he got very upset. The lawyers were like, I need to see a transcript of all of the interview, all oh, the raw interviews. So we got, I was like, oh, this is going sideways. And uh, the net net is that he, I guess he saw the film. He realized the impact of what had happened had on these guys. And he decided to uh, reconnect and be cool. Wow. Oh, wow. Because yeah, that so could have cool. easily went the other way 100%. if yeah. you've seen the movie. Well, because yeah. he lays them out. And yeah. Liberty signed an NDA when they settled because Liberty sued Billy. That was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And there was an NDA that accompanied the settlement. So I found out about the NDA after he had given us all of his interview. And he had everything to lose. I said, I didn't know you had an NDA. Of course, I have all the footage and it belongs to me. But I'm like, what do you want me to do, Lib? He goes, run it. Oh, wow. I, don't, I could. What's he going to sue me for? My shoes? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have nothing. And for those that don't know, an NDA stands for non-disclosure agreement. When you sign it and basically say you're never you're not going to talk about anything, and the gag order, it's a gag order, yeah, basically. basically, yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing, because I know we were we were here to talk to callers and, and talk Canadian rock, but on that movie, uh, to, would you ever do a, a second part? Would you ever do a sequel? One hundred percent, because it, it one, could absolutely fired guns. Well, well, that's, <laughs> that, but that, I, I, I'm claiming that right now. Fired well, guns. it's funny because right before you said that, I was going to say the second one will probably be called Fired Guns. Uh, <laughs> really? I'm serious. <laughs> wow. And, and the and you know the logo will have like an X over the H and oh, then somebody wow. like That'd a marker great, over yeah. the top with F. It's perfect. So okay, like for example, like who? Well, the, the, Todd Kearns. 
Do you have something to announce, Don? I, I don't know. Yeah. Are you out of a gig that we don't I know about? I don't know what yeah. I've been fired from, but yeah. Yeah, we'll start with my story. <laughs> but, but, I'm ser- but I'm serious. It would be great to do a sequel to it, and it's a phenomenal movie. If you've not seen it, I talk about this all the time. So many people, so many callers call in, and they think that if an artist ever made a video or was on a record, they're set for life, they're part of a band, they get paid all this money. This, this Well, that's is, the illusion. We should just keep going forever. But his we? film pulls mm-hmm. no, the whole I know. curtain yeah, back yeah, yeah, on yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. it's the dirt. It's Which all is the dirt. awesome. Yeah, it and is, yeah. it's, so, it's so great. So if you have not seen it, uh, seek out Hired Gun. It's a phenomenal it's film. Awesome. It's on Amazon now. And uh, hopefully, because uh, there's so many other guys in that position that have stories like that to tell. You could do three sequels if you really wanted to. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, here we go. Fitz, Kearns, Hook, Canadian Madness. What do you got? Hit us with the band. We'll start not in Canada. We'll start in Boston with Paul as our first caller today. Paul, what's going on? Hey, Eddie. How are you doing today? Good, Paul. What's your band? So, um, yeah, I've kind of gone down a Canadian rabbit hole, but first just want to say I'm a huge fan of Todd Kearns and, and Brett and all your music. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I've interacted with you on Twitter a couple of times too, and you're always really great to uh, talk with and seeing concerts. Where well. are you exactly? Do we cover this already? He's in Boston. He's in Boston. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I saw you at the Hampton uh, Casino Ballroom with Slash. Oh yeah, that was a great one. It's funny because when they came in, they were just telling me they were a really big fan of Paul from Boston. So, <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what's Let's your go. what's your band? Because we got a ton of callers. I got you. Okay, so I like The Beaches. The Beaches are an all-female band from the Toronto yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Actually, the, the Beaches of that area, that, that's where the name came from. And they've actually yeah. backed up the Rolling Stones and a few other bands. They're really, really good. 
They're pretty new school. You know right? those guys? They're, that's they're like young. Aren't Fitz they? is sh- shrugging his shoulders like he doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know either. They, and yeah, neither does Jason. Version of plush. Yeah, but they're young, right? They're like. Yeah, they're they're in their early twenties. Yeah, this is why young. I like this yeah, show because I, I usually get hip to something I didn't know, and I go. They right are to Spotify, great. I've I've, I've heard from. Uh, I try to stay a little bit plugged in, but it is tough. It's tough enough to stay plugged into young music anyway, but especially mm-hmm. young Canadian music. But uh, yeah, they're cool. The beaches are cool. The beaches. So this is a new younger band that Fitz is now googling immediately, <laughs> and that he yeah. Paul awesome. Paul yeah. made the uh, Paul made the connection saying they're kind of like the canadian equivalent they of open plush. for the stones so it's you know that's awesome oh, is that right yeah in, in toronto all right and if you don't know about plush there are young four young girls women uh that From have back been east yeah, yeah doing great I and mean, we've had them i've had them on the show and we had them out with slash too on the uh on the yeah they've had a lot of great touring opportunities here's kelly who's in saskatchewan mm. kelly saskatchewan. the motherland hi how are you guys Hi, Kelly. Kelly. What do you got? Hi. Where in Saskatchewan are you? Uh, Regina, Saskatchewan. We'll be there Regina. in a couple of days. Isn't yeah. that like your hometown? That's I've, I've one of them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kelly, yeah, what's your band? Uh, Kickaxe from Regina. Of course, Kickaxe. Kickaxe. Eddie has been not? like waterboarded with Kickaxe information <laughs> from Chris Jericho for, <laughs> for several years now. <laughs> but wait a minute. is why When you say, of course, Kickaxe, is that because they're from there? They're from Regina, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are. They were like, they were so like the the golden boys. They were like, they went out open for Judas Priest. They did a bunch of that kind of stuff where they were like, going to yeah, be. Yeah, 84, they were like... They were on the road to rock. They were on the road to rock. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> See Trump. what I did there? Oh, I remember. Yeah, we should just probably end the show the there. The bass player had that really cool bat wing... It was made Victor by Fury Lange. Guitars out of Saskatoon. Okay, yeah. Fury? Yeah. Fury okay, Guitar. there you go. And they, they did a record produced by Spencer Proffer. And they yep. were, and you know, the, I, I'm sure you have a million different guests that have been on here having their own Spencer Proffer experiences, so... Kickaxe is just another one of those, unfortunately. Yeah, No, one of the great bands. Two, two amazing records, and then a third that's really good. And then they just kind of went away. They've actually got a new version together, and they're great. Oh, they're still active. They did yeah, uh, the active. Chris Jericho cruise. Is that right? Yeah, of course done. they did. <laughs> yeah. You're not of aware of that. Chris yeah. probably paid him a million dollars. Oh, kickaxe! Yeah, every Chris Jericho cruise, it's kickaxe. Kickaxe and Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. two things. Exactly. Yeah. So, are, so hey Kelly, so do you still see them around in your area? Yeah, they they played the Regina Casino uh, a couple of years ago, and I went and seen them again. But yeah, Amazing. whenever they're in the area, I always go. Different yeah. singer. Um, he's great I, too, though. Yeah. Right. That so it's good. Was amazing. Uh, the original mm-hmm. uh, first album. One of the most. One of the most underrated we, front men vocals. Todd, you and I met George at a Took show yeah. in Vancouver during the the Canadian Junos, like the Grammys, uh, a few years back, and we we were definitely starstruck. We were yeah, pretty yeah, happy yeah. that George was at the gig, but. Um, I we saw Kickaxe back in the day. Chris has a great story of being on stage with them when we were like teenagers. He won a contest, but yeah, I love that band, and mm-hmm. I I saw them the open greats. for Quiet Riot and wow. White Snake. I That's think right. was the tour yeah. in '84 or something. It's a big deal. The thing yeah. I remember most about them is even for that time, they had a very elaborate video, if I remember, for probably on the road on to the rock. On the road to rock, yeah. Which is like there's, there's like. You know, it was always a big deal back then when there was a music video and the band didn't even, the song didn't even kick in for like a minute and a half because yeah. there's all the build up. Yeah, hold and I remember them having some, they were, I forget <laughs> what it was. There's this big production. Michael mm-hmm. Jackson started that. Yeah. With Thriller. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Let's make a movie. Here's Scott in Buffalo. Not Canada, but close enough. What's going on, Scott? 
Hey guys. Hey Eddie. Nice talk to you. Been a long you time too. listener. Yeah. Thanks. I'm in Buffalo. I'm as close to uh, being in Canada as you can get without being there. <laughs> right. So my uh, my family's from uh, Hamilton and uh, got a lot of family up in that area, Mississauga. So I consider myself partly Canadian. My in-laws. But, uh, just want my in-laws are in Hamilton. So there you go. On the mountain or? I don't know. <laughs> What's the address? <laughs> What's their phone number, Todd? Uh, I, uh, I forget. Go ahead, Scott. So I want to talk about Kim Mitchell. So yes, you let's. Know, most people for know sure. him from his, you know, the Max Webster days. He was popular. Max opened for Rush back in late 70s, early 80s. But then, you know, when Kim went solo, you know, he just never really took off in the States. Obviously huge in Canada. I think he's got... 11 12 albums out 1.5 million records sold rock and yeah. roll or canadian uh you know uh, hall of fame all that kind of stuff but just never really took off in america in buffalo you know going to see kim is a regular thing every summer totally. we go to see him he plays somewhere outdoors for years and years he always played the night before thanksgiving here at the trough a nice little club downtown buffalo i mean i went to that for probably 20 years straight that kind of went away just before covid you know, it's only another totally big. underrated guitar player. Yeah, really Scott, we got to run because we got a ton of calls. But thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, you mentioned Kim Mitchell not breaking in America. The closest he would have come was a song called "Go for a Soda." Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Well, I was going to try to stump you. Yeah, got a little, got a little airplay here, and like was a semi rock radio hit back when it came out, but it definitely didn't break him. That was his first uh, solo hit. Mm-hmm. Correct. Even in, yeah. his only sniff at radio in America. Okay. I don't know about Canada. Yeah, no, I think that was his debut song for the Kim Mitchell band. Have we ever talked about the the uh, Billy Sheehan brought in a song by Max Webster for the first David Lee Roth band? They apparently cut a version of a song called Kids in Action. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. It's a Max Webster song. Because, <laughs> of course, Billy was in... Uh, Talus from Man, Buffalo. You are deep, dude. It you gets deep super deep. I on thought this. I was going to come in and kick and they apparently and Talus just put a... out a new record, by the way, which is I really good. That. I heard yeah. that. Wow, I'd be curious to hear that too. But no, Billy brought in this song, and they apparently cut a version of an old Max Webster song. I'm like, wow, I got to hear that. Billy claims to he, oh, it's probably somewhere in the garage or in a storage unit. I'm like, wow. And I'm pretty sure Kim Mitchell produced the first Coney Hatch. He did. Right. I always thought that was him playing the solo on Monkey Bars. You know that super, right. that super crazy one, but it's apparently Shelsky. Yeah. But uh, Kim's a very underrated guitar player too. He's he's really great. Yeah, he player. produced the first Hatch, and then Max Norman did the second. And two and after. everybody has to listen to Battle Scar, where it's Rush and Max Webster playing together. Yeah, I've heard about uh, that. Here's Alan. Call me for all your Max Webster needs. Here's Alan Jersey. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. Hey, Todd, Brenton, Jason, how are you, and Maddie? How you hey, guys? How hey, are man. You? All right, I got um, a little bit more on the alternative metal front. It would be I Mother Earth from Toronto. Sure, I wow. love those guys. Wow, um, kind of a kind of a mix of like Jane's. If you took like Jane's Addiction, like Little Chili Peppers, and the Doors, and kind of and kind of put it in a pot, that you kind of get them. Yeah, Jack and Christian Tanner Brothers. Yeah, uh, Jack Tanner, crazy guitar player, man. He's he's awesome. And there's a Rush connection that Edwin sang on uh, Alex Lifeson's Victor album. That's right. And, yeah. and then Alex played on their second album, and Getty actually played on their third album, like a song each. So That's so yeah, crazy. Those yeah, guys, those guys probably were pretty big in Canada, but here in America, I, 
whenever I mention her name, people are like, who? <laughs> you know, so. You know, you know I've really heard funny. of them, but I don't. I couldn't name you a song, but I've heard you of them. You know what's really funny is one of the times we did one of these, yeah. I think maybe with Sebastian, I got a text immediately from Mike Clink. Mike Clink yeah. produ- uh, produced a... Uh, called Appetite and Triumph, yeah. 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 A little something called Appetite and But he produced the first I Mother Earth album. He goes, yeah. how come you didn't bring up I Mother Earth and Mike Clink? And I go, oh, right. Well, I, I there, there was a million other things on our plate. I went down a Max Webster hole for 20 minutes. I don't know. But the... Um, that record's so, called Dig. Dig, the yeah. The Dig. Yes, the first I do record, not remember the name. The yeah. first huge. record was, uh, was uh, Mike Clink produced. Yeah. yeah. I Mother Earth was huge in Canada? Well, what happened? Remember I told you I got dropped? Yeah, when we came back and we were trying to figure out who, what to do, I Mother Earth was the thing in Toronto, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like Santana, you know. Yeah, they had like a, yeah, a, a, a lot of percussion. Guy. Yeah, 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 it was, and yeah. and and it, I was confused because I just like metal. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I don't you know. They're like, what? Are you, why don't you try something like I Mother Earth? And I'm like. Get a conga uh, player, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, it's interesting and new, but it's just not. Well, they kind of changed their thing too. Like you know, Did a they? couple years later, they got kind of more. I wouldn't call it mainstream, but they weren't as heavy sounding. They kind of yeah. They were. They did really well in Canada. They were always really huge. I did see them early on, and they they were headlining. This was in Winnipeg when I was still living there. <clears throat> Our Lady Peace opened for them. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, who yeah. are big in Canada, right? And yeah. did well in the states. Yeah, who just got a gig opening for. Smashing Pumpkins because Jane's Addiction dropped off and they were in Canada and Jane's Addiction, I don't know, Perry was sick or something. So they needed a sub band to fill out the two or three shows and they had Our Lady Peace come in. Hmm. Wow. Produced by Arnold Lanny who came from Frozen Ghost. And Sheriff. That came from Sheriff. Yeah. And Sheriff did. Sheriff, I, I'm with you. Was when I'm with you, I remember yeah, yeah. Sheriff's right. Canadian? Uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, Tuk, that. Tuke's version of uh, When I'm With You is... Uh, you can it's Google amazing. it on. Uh, give us a few. <laughs> give us a few bars, yeah. Todd. Give me a give me a C, a bouncy C. <laughs> <laughs> that song "When I'm With You" holds a Guinness no world record for, for the, the longest, longest held, held note, note at the yeah. end of the song. Oh, yeah, right. Is that right? Check right. it out. Freddie just sings this. This is crazy Canadian long. Day today. The Hamilton, Canadian Ontario. Ontario. Jason worked with That's Freddie Hamilton, Kersey, Ontario. which is a whole other story. But Al, thank you for the call. Let's go to John in Baltimore. What's up, John? Hey, Eddie. Hey, John. What's your band? I'm going to say I'm going old school with some maple wine. Of course. Good call. Good call. You have to. April yeah, wine, as I far as from an, from, from an American perspective, I think the closest they would have come would have been Sign of the Gypsy Queen here. That was big, yeah. You know, maybe just between you and me. What uh, about like songs like Roller? That always seems to Roller. get like... Roller is a badass song. That's a super Great solo. Song. It's a three-way three-way harmony solo going on, yeah. And maybe maybe um, maybe some maybe Roller like in certain like I feel like April Wine is kind of like certain pockets of America Regional. did better yeah. than others. Kind, kind of, of like Triumph yeah. was like that mm-hmm. too. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's oh, that's a thanks, John, for the call. And that I've talked about that before. That's a byproduct of those bands that started in the seventies, early eighties. Back then. Radio stations in America were all owned by every station was owned by a different person right. or mm-hmm. company. Now it's one or two companies that own every station. That's so if you shame, get on one, you get on all. Yeah. If you don't yeah. get on any, you don't get on. But back then it was different. Whereas like a guy in San Antonio loved you, you could be San Antonio and go play five thousand people. Yeah. But then you go to New York and nobody knew who you were. There's a band from Toronto called Moxie that does big business in Texas. 
Yeah. And and it's always kind of staggering. Like, Didn't I'm like, Triumph sort of hit in Texas correct. as well? There well, yeah. must have been some that station down there that was like, really cool. Oh, yeah. So, well, San Antonio, there was a, a DJ by the name of uh, Joe Anthony who's since passed away. But he championed a lot of those bands mm-hmm. in the 70s. And then, of course, the biggest band maybe from Canada, Rush, sure. they broke out of, I think it was Cleveland. Yeah, because yeah. if you saw the documentary, Donna Halpern Working was the man. DJ. Yeah, yeah but, but back then... The radio stations all had autonomy, yeah. and back then the DJs had autonomy to pick what they wanted to play. Right. Mm-hmm. That all went away years and decades ago, but that's why you can have these of these older bands have regional pockets, and I feel like April Wine was kind of like that a little bit. Todd, there are legends mention, up there. Uh, being on the Kiss Cruise in the last uh, couple of weeks and playing with Sebastian Bach, our Sebastian, friend. Sebastian, yeah, we had to play Rock and Roll is a Vicious Game, which is an April Wine song. Uh, Sebastian recorded a version of that song on... I can't remember which one of his recordings, yeah. Right. And we played Working Man. And no, Working Man great. we played too, yeah. We and we played play. Tom Sawyer on the <laughs> Kiss Cruise. Yeah. Sebastian's With request Sebastian was like, Bach. dude, we got to do some Canadian stuff. Didn't do so. On the Road to Rock. He still won't shut up about that. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, there was a push for kick <laughs> I'm surprised he be, wouldn't be calling us. Dude, here's Craig in uh, Prince Edward Island. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Far East. Craig, mm-hmm. you're on Trunk Nation with Jason Hook, Brent Fitz, and Todd Kearns. Hey guys, how you doing? Great! Good, how are wow. You? Yeah, good. I saw you, Todd. You played back here years ago acoustically at a place called Myron's, right in Charlottetown. With was that with Matt Good? That was with Matt Good and with Finger Eleven, I believe. The Matthew Good Band. I don't know if you remember them. They're, uh, they're yeah, Matt Good played here last night actually. I saw he was back east. That's so cool that he's still doing it. Good for him. Yeah, yeah but every yeah, time that was fine. We were out the there. What's that? Go ahead. No, it's every time you guys do this show, I'm always working, and I'm always hollering at the phone or the, the radio, wondering why no one's mentioned Haywire yet. <laughs> well, we're getting there. From your neighborhood. We're getting there. We're Haywire. Haywire. I don't know Haywire. I've never even heard of Haywire. So oh, I'll send you band. a couple of tracks. They were great. Give me yeah. something. Thank you, Craig, for the call. One of you guys, who's the Haywire expert of you three? Dance Desire was probably well, the big. D- who is the uh, guitar player? Derry? Derry? No, that, that's Honey Derry's from Honey Oh, I'm sorry. Sweet. Yeah. I got it. Okay, I'm, similar, I'm disqualified. Similar thing. <laughs> but Haywire was from, they were from back east, weren't they? Yeah, oh yeah. they yeah. might be Halifax or It is. Like it's out on the Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But great songs, great kind of music we talking? Like it's rock. Pretty, straight up rock? Pretty pop rock. Yeah, pop You know, rock. I mean, we're talking like uh, Honeymoon Suite, those kind of groups. They kind of sort of, there was guitar, but it was. And keyboards. And keyboards. There was definitely great. a template. Five-piece yeah. band, great harmonies, great guitar player in the band, but also keyboards. Totally. Bon Jovi-like. Very Bon Jovi-ish, yeah. The singer was really good. They had yeah. a song called Dance Desire, and it was used, uh, the track was used and rapped to by Maestro Fresh Wes. Oh, my God. One of the very early Canadian rappers. <laughs> was there a big, so, so, there's so, a, there's he's a like thing. the Curtis Blow of Canada? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I always, I've been looking for a Maestro Fresh Wes t-shirt for years, <laughs> I've putting been waiting, that out there to the I've been waiting for a reference on this show for that <laughs> artist. Oh We're just God. getting started. It's been way too long <laughs> since we've had a little talk about and, Micro whoever. <laughs> Here, Maestro. Here's Maestro. I'm sorry, Maestro. <laughs> David in Austin, Texas. David, you're on the air, David. Hey, my band is uh, Moxie. Um, yeah, we just talked. Yeah, yeah. You just talked about. I know that you, Eddie. You mentioned that uh, dude Joe in uh, in San Antonio, and he broke Moxie, I think. And mm-hmm. in fact, Moxie got such a big following in San Antonio that I think they were started to uh, open for ACDC. Uh, did a pretty big tour, I think, of the U.S., but they seem to sort of disappear off the map. What happened to them? That's a good question. You know, Mike Reno from Loverboy 
came from Moxie. He was the singer for no Moxie. Kidding. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. I just saw Loverboy like two weeks ago at an event I co-hosted in Cancun. I bet they were they great. Were great. Yeah, they're still solid. Great. Mike can still sing. Still sing. Paul yeah. Dean is a super underrated guitar really player. Is, I love yeah. his riffs yeah. and his his tone. One time we were riding to the airport somewhere in a van with Slash and the guys, and Turn Me Loose was just playing. You know, there's a very long guitar solo in that song. It's very interesting. And, and we're just sitting there, and it's kind of like, you know, just that trying to drink your coffee all out of your mind. And Slash looks at me and goes, that's a really good solo. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure I tell Paul that next time I see him. So I'm at this event, which is a great event. I co-host it every year. It's called The Sands. And it's in this year was in Cancun. And it it's a mixed music event in that you got everything from Culture Club to Vanilla Ice to wow. a couple wow. rock acts. So I kind of slot in with the rock stuff, of course, but you might think. But it was the last day of the event, and I had, you know, I sat through the Vanilla Ice and the Culture Clubs and the Belinda Carlisles and all fine. Sure, yeah. But I needed so I, I got, Loverboy's playing. It's rock. I get to announce Loverboy. So I'm sitting there. I'm talking to Paul Dean, and he's like noodling behind his his uh, amp, and we're talking a little bit. And he goes, "Yeah, you ready to bring us out?" I go, "Yes." I said, "Because I'm ready. Because I gotta hear." Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> like, Turn me loose, you yeah, know the guitar. Nah, 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 and, nah, and he nah. just looks at me. He goes, "I understand. I got it for you." And then that song came on. I was like, nah, nah, nah. "I was like, yeah. yes." Great tone. Yeah, Always it was had great killer. Yeah. So killer. My first concert was Loverboy. And they yeah. just got. I don't know if you saw yesterday. Foreigner announced they're done. Farewell tour next year, and Loverboy's yep. going to open all the shows. Yep. I so yeah, they yeah. and they were just on with uh, sticks and mm-hmm. somebody sticks. in the triple bill thing last R-E-O. summer. Yeah, yeah. We have to mention to also Moxie, but the, our bass player that we just had on the on the on the, he was filling in for Zach Throne because he's too busy to play with us now too. Yes, he's um, way too but, important. Uh, Chaz he, Coates. too important. <laughs> yeah, Chaz but, Coates Butcher. But Chaz is. Coates Butcher plays played bass in some version of a uh, newer version of Moxie as well. They just played like two weeks before and they played we were in on Texas. Cruise, and they played in San Antonio, and apparently so it was the, a huge gig. It's the original guitar player, I believe, and he has a lineup of, of oh, uh, the singer for Slick Toxic, Nick, right? Nick Walsh. Nick Walsh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not realize that Mike Reno came from that band, though. I didn't know a that. A long time ago. And yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, but Mike I did. Mike Ranowski, I think, is his real name. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Well, after I just saw Loverboy a couple weeks ago, I, I Googled some stuff, and I didn't know this because I was pretty sure. Because the drummer came over and was talking to me. I was with John Tempesta, and he was talking to John, and then we, we talked for a minute. But Loverboy is all original, I believe, with the exception of the bass, bass player. player who died under Scott. strange circumstances. Yeah. They said he, like, I looked up, he lost was, at sea or something. Lost yeah. at sea. He, he rented a boat and was like by True the story. Golden Gate Bridge and never been found. You know, Paul, Matt, and Spider, who currently plays bass for Loverboy, are all from Streetheart. Oh, okay. Regina's Streetheart. Oh, wow. All there right. You go. Let's get another Don't one get in started. here. <laughs> it's happening. Here's uh, Sergey in Toronto. All right. Sergey. Greetings from uh, snowy Toronto. First uh, <laughs> yeah, hello. of the year happening. My hometown. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. So I'm going to give you guys a little focused uh, rock and roll. The duos. There seems to be an explosion of Canadian rock duos happening right now. Interesting. Crownlands, Standstills, Cleopatric, and two of my faves, uh, Black Pistol Fire, and the Bluestones, who I just saw on Thursday night at the Danforth Musical. They There's rock. A few of Fitz those. is going to Google again he's, right away. He, like, he doesn't. You, you hit him with though. something he doesn't know. He's going right to his phone. <laughs> so, are you they're saying they're like bands, like yeah. two dudes playing, and that's it? Like like the White Stripes kind of thing, or more like um... White Stripes? 
Yeah, White Stripes, a little more, I would say, uh, groovier rock. If you ever get a chance, the Blue Stones out of Windsor. and the Cleopatrics um, I'm familiar with. Yeah, out of, they're out of Toronto, but I think they're based out of Austin now. Fantastic but, but Sergey, concert. are these bands two-piece bands? Two-piece, that's it. I think the what? two-piece band yeah, is the smartest model no. you can do. You throw your stuff in a station <laughs> no. wagon, you Hold go on. play, the Blue you go Stones home. has 40 million plays on a song called Black Holes. I'm just looking it up. 40 million plays, well. Oh, but that's metric. Sergey, <laughs> thank you for the call. My that's impressive. No offense to the two-piece bands out there, but two-piece screams novelty, get a third person. <laughs> I'm on at least minimum three in any band I'm taking seriously. <laughs> Otherwise, it's a novelty. You got a guy playing with his elbow, his toes, yeah. computers re- running reeks tracks. Of, yeah, reeks, like, reeks of laptops. Forget that shit. <laughs> Brett, Brett, this could be a one-man Three band trio minimum. <laughs> three people minimum. Anything else is like, look at me. You know, I'm playing with my nose. I don't need that. <laughs> give me, hey, I want to see that. I want to see the Give me three people minimum, guy. please. Here's Bobby, who's in Doylestown, PA. Hi, hey, Bobby, you're on the air. Hey, Ed. Great to talk to you guys. Hey, uh, Todd, I just got off the Kiss Cruise. I was uh, Mark Weiss's intern, and oh, I was hey, Sebastian's dude. neighbor on the cruise. His cabin was next to yours? I'm so sorry. Wait, 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 stop right there. Bobby, Sebastian's cabin was next to yours? What? Ed, Ed, I was between heaven and hell. I had Michael Sweet on one side, Sebastian on the other. (laughs) (laughs) And wait, they reconciled between you. They came through your adjoining rooms and made the peace. I think that's all on Bobby. Bobby made that happen. Well, you know, it was that and the tattoo that I got, you know, Mark Weiss's uh, logo on my arm. Look, there's a lot of stories on that cruise. Mark had you schlepping around that 50-pound book all over the the ship, I'm sure, (laughs) trying to get people to buy it. it We'll be doing it at Rock Island with, uh, what is it, uh, Honeymoon Suite will be down there, which is great. great. You know, we're going a little... You know, and uh, but uh, good friends of mine, Dirtbag Republic out of Vancouver, you know, wow. Advisors Band. Wow, I, that's the band you're giving us, Dirtbag <laughs> Republic. It's a great name. I've not heard of them, I'll Bobby. You, uh, so yeah, Ed's band, but no, I would go with Honeymoon Suite. It's probably my band here. Okay, well. Uh, I saw Honeymoon Suite at this. Thank you, Bobby. I saw Honeymoon Suite at the same event that I was just talking about two years ago in Cancun, and they were they were real good. They played. Uh, Darius is a great guitar player, as Jason band. brought up earlier. Yeah, yeah Darius like a real Eddie Van Halen kind yeah. of uh, dude. And but, I'll be hosting Rock Island, hey, so I'll see you there, and Bobby. His daughter was last year, yeah. like right to the very end. She Darry, was Darry on Gray American daughter. Idol. Who's wow. the guitar player? Darius Graham from Sweet. Honeymoon Suite. His daughter went right to the very end of the American Idol last season. Like wow. very oh, impressive. Well, yeah. How she's can really she be an American talented. Idol if she's Canadian? Right. Good point. Well, I think Is there they, a Canadian Idol. No, I think I think <laughs> they live in they live in Illinois. So Correct. I think he must right. have married an American or something, or they relocated. I'm not sure. I'm not, and I, I'm, not, and I'm not trying to be a wise-ass saying is there a Canadian idol because we know there there's a Canadian Swedish idol, idol because the yeah. guy singing in Skid Row now was won that or there something. There was a Canadian idol, Eric, yeah. yeah. All right, here's Elliot who's in Ontario. Elliot. 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 Ontario, California. Elliot. Yo, Elliot. <laughs> no, it's actually Tony, but I'm in the Elliot Lake, Ontario. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. They put Elliot as your name. I'm sorry, Tony. You're on the air. No, no. All good. So uh, going up in Elliot Lake, Ontario, not a lot of rock music on our uh, radio station. So you guys must remember the Pepsi Power Hour on Much Music. Of course, dude. 100%. That's where I got my music. So my band is Rockhead. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Weren't you part of that? Rockhead. That was Eric Carr's cartoon thing. Rockhead yeah. no, was. Oh, Bob, Bob Rock. Bob Rock. Bob Rock, the producer, had a had a had a band. After all those years of doing stuff, he finally put a band together called Rockhead. And we played a bunch of shows with those guys. He had me not come down and play harmonica on a song, and then he never used it. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. It's kind of like one of those clipped. Speaking of getting fired Thanks. earlier, but yeah, he uh, he did a cool record with this guy, Steve Jacks. Was a really great local mm-hmm. singer. Was still yeah. a great local singer and a great. Fun and when they were on guy. tour, Richie Sambora, Billy Duffy played with them. So, Ziggy was the was the rhythm guitar player. Our friend Ziggy passed yep. away yeah. a little while ago. Yeah, yeah, great band, great well, great call. I'm gonna go look that up. Is that on Is that on Spotify? I'm gonna check it out. It is. That's why right. I have it on Spotify. Cool. If, hey, if going out, if you, if you want to play, if Joel can play uh, Rockhead, uh, Better Roses. That's a that it's a good hit. intro. That was the Better all Roses. right, Tony. That thank you. One. We got I don't know 20 25 minutes left to go on the show, so let's dive right back in. But before we go to more calls. You guys all blurted out during the commercial break some very obscure Canadian I, bands that I've never heard of. Does anyone want to shout how the, these out on the Jason air? Jason was part of that Toronto thing, so he's way hip on like all that stuff. So I was saying that I saw Kid Wicked play bef- when I was underage. I stood on a chair outside the patio of the Gasworks looking through the window. Wow. Featuring watched- a very young... Sebastian Bach. Sebastian Bach. Yeah, and yeah. he had hair. I swear, it was three feet off of his. Yeah, spiked up that. off his head. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He had it. They were a big deal, though. What was the band you said, Brent? Slash, slash something. Puppet. Well, yeah. So we got this magazine across Canada, similar to like Metal Edge or Faces, and it was, but it was specific to Toronto. So yeah. we, it was like a bootleg thing if we got it in Winnipeg. But it's a big deal. Meet magazine, which meant talk metal events around Toronto. But that. So what was the other band you mentioned that I didn't know? Vid- Vigilance. Vigilance, and then like Sire, and all these different kind these of... These sound like more like death metal, but Vigilance. They weren't. They no, weren't? But, pop Super rock, hit. but like the Bon Jovi type thing, but good songs. Vigilance sounds like it's like, you know, yeah, it shouldn't it should be, be pop rock. In, yeah. in that yeah. kind of logo. In yeah. that logo, you can't even read it. <laughs> yeah, 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 They're yeah. so heavy, you can't read it. Yeah. You know, you can't even decipher death my logo. Core. Wow, all right. I, I have to say something real quick. So, Jason has a connection to a band I just saw here in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. A Canadian band okay. from Tirana. I, th- I was wondering when we were going to get to this. Well, we have to. Killer Dwarfs. Killer Dwarfs. Oh, yeah. They just played at the Rockstar Bar, right? So my night was doesn't get any more Canadian. And I don't want to talk about me because I want to mention you because you have a connection to them. But that night, I did play with the Guess Who oh. in Vegas playing drums. I wish I had known. It was sold out. I couldn't invite any friends. Anyway, I left playing with one of the greatest Canadian bands of all time. Went to see the Killer Dwarfs at another gig later in the evening, and Sebastian Bach came down to the gig, too, and sang with them. Wow. Of course he did. With so, the wait, dwarfs. Now, Jason, did you play yeah. with the dwarfs at some point? Yes, yes, I did. I did not know that. You yeah. were a killer dwarf? I was a killer dwarf. From Let's a, hear about that. You were Jason Dwarf? Jason Dwarf. Yeah. Were you really? <laughs> I was. It sounds like a Jason Bourne spinoff. No, I was <laughs> in a very, it was a very short uh, time period, but uh, I can't remember. How long ago? Ah. Well, when you yeah, lived you in Toronto, after you obviously. left Five Finger Death Punch, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just got off with them on Thursday. I'm yeah. leaving Five Finger to become a member of Killer Dwarfs. <laughs> you must have been a kid, though. You must have been very young. Yeah, I was young. I was in the early '90s, and yeah. I can't remember. I got a call, and they were like, you, you know, they needed a guitar player. So I was really excited about it. I was living in Los Angeles, so I went back to gig with. Them oh, you did around I didn't Canada, know you were in yeah. Can, so you, can you ride a tricycle with no shoes oh boy. on? <laughs> you know, honestly, some of the nicest human beings I've Russ, ever yeah, worked great with. Guys. Just yeah. w- wonderful guys. Yeah. I'm still, I still communicate with Daryl 
Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, was it was a good experience. I loved playing with them. I loved the music. Totally. It was fun. Stan Tom! Brent, how was the gig, Brent, when you went to well, see him? It was great because the last time I saw them, I snuck into a bar. The first time I saw them, I snuck into a bar underage in Winnipeg as like a 16-year-old. Wow. They played the, the famous, the Osborne Village in the zoo, which was where all the rock bands played, Kick Axe. And Don't look for it. It's no longer there. And then, yeah, no. And then years later, actually playing with Vince Neil, I think, Jason, you and I played with the Dwarfs in Barrie, Ontario or something. Yeah. We'd done some shows together. But yeah, it was just like... Perfect timing that they happen to be in Vegas. And I wish I'd known, man. This is funny. Tim from Toronto. Tim, go ahead with your band. You were next up. I didn't even realize this. Go ahead, Tim. Yeah, I was going to say Killer Gores. Ah, yeah. I knew it would get there. Featuring Jason Hook. What? What yeah, the Jason Hook band. version only. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Tim? Uh, yeah, there. I do have another band. Go, go ahead. Gatto. God yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That came up last time we, yeah. we did this yeah. with you, Todd. Yeah, you Greg mentioned Otto that. Was, but so you you would have known all about Gatto because they were back east phenomenon as well. Greg was a champion of my band, that same band oh, that wow. went to record in Los Angeles. Oh. He was like, "You're going to be huge. You're going to be on the cover of some guitar magazine." There you go. And I, you know, I was a kid. Yeah. But he was a, like a mentor to me. Greg Godovitz yeah. was cool guy. It's spelled like G O D D O, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gatto comes cool from. dude. He was like. He is a legend. Really. Yeah, I read his book. Yeah, he's the best. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jonathan in South Carolina. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, this will be interesting. Uh, yeah, so uh, the band I'm calling about is um, they're a bit of a novelty niche band, but they're really big in the nerdcore scene and in the convention. Um, a Wait a minute. Toronto there's a nerdcore scene? I've never nerd heard of that yes, term. Yes, sir. Yeah. Cybertronic. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It's like a, a, they're called the Cybertronic and um, they're a tribute band, and they do a lot of cover songs. Um, they actually got a Kickstarter coming out um, later this year, early next year, that they got about, uh, I don't know, $250,000 in backing on it uh, to doing their very wow. first original produced album. But um, they got popular by doing a cover-to-cover remake of the Transformers 1986 movie soundtrack. What? And when they do their shows... <laughs> When they do their shows, they dress up in foam outfits that look like Transformers from the cartoon. And, of course, the Transformers uh, cartoon, which Chris Jericho should be here for, was two songs by Doug Aldridge, Specter was General, which was the fake Spectre name General, that they yep. gave to Kickaxe. So, for some reason, probably illegally using Kickaxe's songs, because one of the dubious uh, business moves that was done on their behalf... So they had the name Spectre General. And one of those songs was called Hunger that went on to be right, King, King Cobra. Cobra? By King, King Cobra. Cobra. Oh, wow. Thank you, Jonathan, for that. Uh, very, very interesting. Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> this is Robert. Robert, you're on the air. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, I was at Monsters on I was at Monsters on the Mountain and I was able to see Toop there. Killer oh, cool. show. Amazing. So good. Thank you. We got a new perfect. single out. Can't stop it. Go find it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've already seen it, got it downloaded, Great. so good to go. Ran into a couple friends of Brent's there, Lee and Leandra Wren. <laughs> yes, Peg's finest. Wherever you go, you'll <laughs> run into friends of Brent's. That's just the <laughs> Everyone way. is friends with <laughs> yeah. Brent Fitz. Yeah, it was a great time. But the reason I was calling, uh, Prism. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. I mean, you guys Prism. open up with Armageddon, so. Yeah, we yeah, do, right yeah. There. We play. And then, uh, it was. Oh, go ahead. We play a few Prism songs, yeah. 
Yeah, it's actually Dan's a friend of mine. Alumni of Jim Valance and Bruce Fairburn. Bruce Fairburn, the producer, and Bruce Jim Fairburn. Valance, the songwriter. Those guys both came from the initial version of Prism, was was a Vancouver. Remember right. the album mm-hmm. cover, which was like a Prism, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. a yeah. photo or something. I do remember yeah. the, the cover of that. Thank you, Robert, for shouting that one out. We appreciate the it. The singer died, unfortunately, and they they were really great. Great band, great songs. Still around. All these bands that we're talking about. You know, is there a, yeah, them. there is a version of a Prism still No around. band yeah. ever ends. They just... No. <laughs> Grow another <laughs> head or become a hologram. Or, exactly. Uh, Lou, in, Lou in Kentucky. Hey, Lou. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. Uh, hello. Yeah, let's see if I can blow some minds with uh, Jerry Doucette. Oh, wow. Mama let him play. You don't know Jerry Doucette? I don't. Yeah. Mama let him play? Great song. Yeah, Jason there you go. Well, Jason Hook is, is stumped. Thing? Is I'm a, stumped. That's a West Coast is it West Coast? Yeah, yeah. Jerry Doucette. He had a Vancouver. song called Mama Let Him Play, and it had this extended guitar solo thing that everybody had to learn when you it were a jammed kid. jammed back yeah, in the yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Kind of yeah. 70s thing, right? Jerry Doucette? Yeah. I yeah, mean, late 70s. 77. Yeah. And he's he has passed on recently. He's passed, yeah, but he uh, that was a massive... It'd be a good uh, toque song. It was a big harmony solo thing that would go on. It was very, very cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks, Lou. Thanks for calling that out. West Coast radio staple for sure. Still, still being played all the time. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what's interesting about like the Toronto thing and the and the West thing. Like, we both come from another side, so there's different uh, influences on both sides. You mentioning the guitar, something just came to mind. I always get, I'm always uncertain about this. Is Pat Travers Canadian? Yes, he is. He is Canadian from the streets of Toronto. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. He doesn't live. In, he lives in Florida now for years. Yeah. But yeah. I, I see Pat all the. Pat's still a badass. Yeah, he's Pat's amazing. Awesome. He was at the Monsters on the Mountain. Yeah, he's great. Here's Joey, who's in Ontario. Joey. Yeah, how you do, guys. Excellent. Hello. Okay. Yeah. I hope one day you'll be saying my band's name. But in the meantime, I'll bow Copper Penny out of Kitchener, sitting on a four man's throne. Turn left now. Copper <laughs> Make sure you turn left. Uh, <laughs> 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 Copper Penny. I'm Copper familiar Penny. with that name. <laughs> I remember yeah, that. I've heard that name. Sitting on a poor man's throne is their hit. Huh. Yeah, I know that name. I'm not familiar. Is that... well, hey, Joey, your, your phone, you, between your GPS and your phone, you're jumping around a little bit. Uh, we got your Copper Penny. We'll, we'll, we'll mark it down. and fits his back to Google, so he's looking it he's up. Here's, here's Brock, who's in Alberta. All right. Hey, Brock. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. This might be out of your wheelhouse here, but have you guys ever heard of the punk band SNFU? And what are of, your thoughts? of course. Of course. Legends. Yeah. That's a Vancouver band. Did you hear that they won the Polaris Music Heritage Prize for their first album? Really? It was just uh, granted to him this month, yes. Wow, really? I think we've totally lost Jason Hook right now. Yeah, I'm, SNFU <laughs> was like... But SNFU is like a... Ma- they've been around for since the 80s, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, they're from the West Coast, right? West Coast. So Vancouver, they're... Yeah, punk rock band. They're out of my jurisdiction. So, but the Toronto <laughs> punk bands like... Um, Jason has a radius clause. Yeah, teenage head. Yeah, you're 100%. Teenage yeah. Head. Who are the Toronto punk bands? I'm trying to think what that one was... Uh, uh, it escapes me. It'll come to me later. But yeah, but there's a lot of West Coast. I was punk a fan rock. of the diodes, man. The diodes are diodes. Great. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brock. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Let's Day go to Edmonton, and this is Rod calling in. Hey, Rod. Hey, TK. It's Rod Harder. How are you, man? <laughs> Rod Harder. How are you? An old Saskatoon buddy. Good, buddy. Wow, yeah. you've been. 
You are. Let's 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 monopolize the next twenty minutes just talking to each uh, other. There's only <laughs> that, yeah, twelve left totally. in the show, so Daddy's like, gotta go. Thanks <laughs> for calling. Yeah, wrap it up. Yeah. How's the family so, and so, uh, the pets? Name your name your band, so Ron. I, I can, can't wait to hear I this. I can mention the. Uh, I can mention the infants in Seventh Heaven, but we'll leave that for another show. <laughs> Ooh, Todd and I's original. Our high school bands, yeah. yeah. The infants? The infants. Was that, that was one of your bands? Yep. Yeah, man. We'll probably, probably get sued by John Wade on that one. I think you were bit, just the bass player, Todd, back then? <laughs> no, I was a three-piece band. We were, I was a singer, yeah. Okay. okay. Wait, was it a baby's cover yeah. band? No. John Wade. We didn't make that connection until later on. I figured that John Wade would probably sue us. Oh, gosh. But All right. name your band. But I was just going to throw out an, uh, an Edmonton band. Do you guys remember Big House? Big House, oh, yeah. 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 Do you remember Big House? I do. Yeah, because that would have been around pocket. that 90s kind of hard dollar rock scene. Yeah. Yeah. Jan was the singer? Yeah, dollar was like in my the pocket? beginning yeah. of the 90s. Yeah, right around yeah, there. Yeah, around Slick Toxic and here. Big House. Uh, uh, there was a few of those bands around that Bengali. same sort of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Good band. Good choice, stuff. Say hi to the wife for me. Rod, thank you. Take care. Uh, let's say hi to Walter, who's in Los Angeles, joining us live right now. Walter. Hey, gentlemen. How's everyone? Good. Hey, how are you? Hi. Very good. Yeah, I was just driving down there. I just saw the Facebook post to talk about Canadian bands. I'm from Montreal, and I saw Todd a couple of times in Montreal with uh, Age of Electric. So it's oh, very wow. cool to speak to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the break in some random theater in, on St. Lawrence Street. But sure. uh, questions. Uh, when is Tolk playing in L.A.? When are you playing with Bruce Colbert in L.A.? And I had a question about Canadian band, uh, Platinum Blonde. Oh, boy. Uh, Platinum Blonde. Blonde. Mark's a very good friend of mine, Mark Holmes. I used to go see them when I was a kid. It was like Beatlemania. They were like sort of around. First time I saw them, they were opening for Brian Adams. We thought they were really cool. They were a three-piece. They looked bitching. The songs were cool. The EP had just come out. It was like a big deal. Then the next time I saw them, they were headlining, and they were like, like almost like a Duran Duran type thing, and it was like screaming teenage girls. Yeah, it didn't last very long. That's the version a, I remember. I yeah. may have had that record. Yeah, actually. the first record was way way more kind of like crying, you know, post punk. Yeah, and then they did crying That's over the you. Second album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I see Mark. I talk and to him quite regularly. And you know that Alex Lyson did the solo on that song. Did oh, you know that? Well, I Alex does vaguely the, remember that. Yeah, does crying the over solo you. On crying over you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, I have to listen to that on the way home. Yeah, but, uh, would like that, yeah. And, and yeah. we have done Platinum Blonde in Took's set when we do play live. We do, yeah. And we yeah. have played L.A. And we haven't played a proper outside of our own gig, but we played at the NAM show. We have, yeah. In I was at that one. I remember Took that played one. We played Nam- twice. I think yeah. we played NAM twice. Um, and Bruce Kulik, we haven't done L.A. in a long time, but we did it in 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah, before we wrap up here, which we'll – we got about 10 minutes left. I'll let everybody go around the horn and mention whatever upcoming stuff or plug anything. So you guys listening that want to know what these guys are doing collectively, individually, whatever, give everybody a chance to uh, shout that stuff out. Uh, Time for a few more uh, bands to uh, get called in here. Here's John in North Carolina. Go ahead, John. Oh, Eddie, I've called in about this band before and I know how you feel about duos and they were already mentioned. And thanks for taking my call first off. Band Crownlands I found during COVID, and I found out about them because Terry Brown approached them about using one of Neil's drum kits for a song oh. that they did. So check That's out, awesome. uh, uh, yes, Context Fearless Part One has an awesome video, and these guys are real. This is no bullshit. They are awesome. They are my favorite new Canadian band, and they're one of my favorite new bands in the last shit years i could say but well, i totally john i totally 
I know who they are, and I've heard yeah. them, and I, I do like them. And I'm, I'm kind of half kidding about the two-piece thing, but really only half because I always just – I can't help myself to look at it as like it's a bit of a novelty because most of those guys end up when they play live having to have two or three extra guys or put stuff on tracks or we don't geniuses. have a bass player. Like one, not these one, guys. Like not these so guys. Their stuff's not, all it's live. Real. It's all live, and it's two it's guys. Real. So what instrument yeah, is there absolutely. not then? So what instrument – because, okay, so, so you've got a drummer – and sings. The drummer, the drummer sings. sings. He's awesome. And then you have a. And what, then, where's the bass if you've got a guitar player? David Como plays a double neck, Rickenbacker bass and guitar, and oh, does cool. the pedals with his feet. You can pull it up totally live on. Does YouTube. he have three hands? No bullshit with him. Wow. Dude, they're awesome. Should, they are. No, no, I'm not even trying to be a wise. Hold on, but I'm not even trying to be a wise ass. How do you, as a musician, if you have one neck that's a bass and one neck's a guitar? How do you play them both well, simultaneously? I just want to really put quickly put that the guy's Canadian. He's Canadian, so he's probably that much more. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad wow. They are badass. Just I cannot hype them enough. I call it out before Eddie, um, just because I love them. But I know how you feel about duos. The man. No, no, and I. They are awesome. Uh, thank you, John, for the call. And I'm not again. I. I'm half kidding about that. But this will they're... be on Blabbermouth tomorrow. You know I, whatever. It. Who cares? <laughs> 40 years I've been dealing with that shit. Whatever. Um, but the thing is, is that, uh, I, again, I don't know how you multitask to that point, but if they're able to do it somehow, well, There's all great. kinds of technology, too, guys. But that that's my point. Then it too, becomes yeah. a whole technology fest, and you're not even hearing a live band. Again, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that about that band. I don't know. I'm just saying that I just look at two-piece and think, Get a third guy, trio a, or woman, the trio or or. It's a above. second call about Crownlands, though. We better check but, them out. No, I have checked them out. I've heard yeah. them. They are a good band. I'm That's not cool. saying that for Hard a minute. Hard to headline an arena though with two people. It's like hold the attention of the audience. And they'll end. And then when they'll they'll play live, then most of these bands have to add four people for the stage. But so they can't perform you know. when every appendage is doing something. <laughs> True. Well, let's yeah. be honest. Let's be honest. As we know, most bands that are like a five-piece band, there really is only two people that are making all the money and controlling the whole true, thing yeah. anyway. Yeah, exactly. So, they just dumped it down. They're just taking the illusion away. Oh my god! I suppose the Hall and Oates of the world and those kind of things technically are a two-piece as well, but they have a band. They need know? a band. Here's yeah. Tony in Victoria. Tony. Hey, hey guys. Uh, how's everybody doing? Tony. Great. Uh, Hey, I just, uh, I don't know, I, 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 I just joined in a little bit later here. Did you, have you guys uh, mentioned Canada's party band? Which one? Trooper. Of course, ah. yeah. <laughs> well guys, played. Uh, that's, that's, we're going way back, 70, mid-70s, Thick as Thieves, of course. That was my first album. I was Thick as Thieves as a kid, and I uh, really got a kick out of, uh, uh, of the one with the, the bullet holes uh, uh, in it as well. Hot um, shots. Hot, hot shots. shots. Yeah. yeah. Boys yeah. in the bright white sports car. Are you, were you, did they make an impact back east? Trooper? No. Really? Well, I know who Trooper is, but yeah. no, not as much. They're legends. Back. Why were they the party band? Was that the vibe that they put out? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they were here for a good time, not a long time. That was one of their songs. And they had a lot of hits. I mean, Huge. Raise a Little Hell was their big yeah, one. Right. Raise a Little Hell, yeah. yeah. You hear that at hockey right, games a lot. Star, like uh, Santa Maria, I mean. Yeah, they they yeah. they hit it. I thought big on the West Coast. Uh, I don't know uh, down in the states maybe, but uh, definitely. Uh, they had a bit of a run. It's it, they're another one of those bands. It's one of those interesting conversation where Ray and Smitty, the two original guys, have both retired and replaced themselves, but the band is on the road. So it's an interesting. Mm-hmm. We're all witnessing that in real time, where these bands are kind of going on without original members. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody ends. Nobody Thank ends. Thank you, exactly. Tony. Nobody ends. It's Trooper. Just, troopers trooping on. 
How about we go to Don, who is in Regina. All right. Hey, Don. Hello. How's it going there, guys? Good. Good. Well, we got uh, the Grey Cup coming up here in Regina in a few days, and I'll be freezing my ass off. But I lobbied to get Age of Electric as a halftime act, but I don't know. It must have fell a few votes short. <laughs> well, you got Tuke, so they, it seems that you won Do you won know that we way. are playing the Grey Cup? We are playing. You guys are Jay's playing, playing this? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're going like in a couple of days. Fitz and I are headed to... Uh, please tell me it's not that cold, though, right? Oh, oh <laughs> we're in the minus 30 wind chill here. I'm oh, God. Celsius, just to clarify. That's minus yeah. 30 Celsius. What is the Grey Cup? It's, it's our Super Bowl. It's football. For CFL. So it's it's yeah. CFL. Canadian football. CFL. Oh, so that's huge then you guys so playing that, right? So it's the Winnipeg Jets versus the Toronto Argonauts. Oh, no. Look wait, at this right here. Hold wait, on, hold the Winnipeg on. Jets are hockey. I mean, sorry, Winnipeg Blue Bombers Thank you. and the Toronto Argonauts. I'm proud of you. Wait, you're playing it too, no. Jason? No, he just made some sort of like... Because he's from Toronto and he's from Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh. I want them to argue oh. and arm wrestle <laughs> no. over it. But that's that'd be you guys playing like the halftime show? No, we play the the. We are doing the tailgate the party, stuff. and we have a huge the night before, like in a convention place. It'll be thousands of people. So that'll we, be awesome. We have Great. a couple. Of Come on there. by. It's at Ryderville. They call it. All right, Don. What's your riders? band? Because I'm running out of time. My band, Sven Galli, and uh, yeah, they were, that was the other one. I was they were thinking. called the Canadian version of Skid Row. They came out. Uh, I think a little bit after Skid Row, but they had a, a big, a hard-hitting song called "Under the Influence." Yeah, um, yeah, I love that I first don't know record. Guys, are familiar with them at all? Huh? Solid. Yeah. Very. I, I. Yep. Produced by lots. David Bendith. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, why don't I know that name? He's pretty, he went yeah, on to produce. I think he did some out. of the Brighton Rock records too. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hey, Don. Thanks. I got to run. I'm short on time. I want to get one or two more quick ones in if I can. Here is Justin, who is in Ontario. Justin. Hey, gentlemen. I've seen Rage Against the Machine a bunch of times back at Rock the Bell in California and also Montebello in Quebec, Ontario, or Quebec, Canada. I'm calling about uh, Harem Scarum. And uh, oh, they were a great call. rocker band back in the day. And then also uh, started. they morphed into live sex show and continued to tour throughout the late 2010s, guys. Check it out. Thanks for all you do. Wow! Uh, thank you, Justin. The, so the drummer in that band was the singer with Jakey e. Lee Correct, right. on Jake. Some of the tracks on Jake's first record. They probably, draw, they probably draw a lot of people into their show when they're called Live Sex Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> for sure. Um, let me see if we can do one more here. Let's go to Alabama. This is Steve. Go ahead, Steve. Hey guys, how you doing this afternoon? Good, good Steve. Good. I just wanted to say hi to to Todd and Brent real quick. Uh, love what you do with Slash. Saw you guys Thank in you. March in Atlanta at the Roxy. Uh, it, that was awesome a good one. Show. Uh, What's your band, Steve? My band is the Sheepdogs. Uh, I saw sure. those guys open up for Rival Sons there in Atlanta. So did I. Yeah. Oh, did Great you? Band. Oh, from yeah, Saskatoon. I, I, from my really band. Was, yeah. I, I'd give them the, if you had to, for anyone listening that's like, who are they? They're like the Guess Who. Yeah, they are a modern, like, like great songs, old school, you know, prairie kind of band. Yeah. Oh yeah, rock and roll. I I didn't know they were Canadian, but I saw them a couple years ago open for Rival Sons in as fact, well. I think they made the cover of Rolling Stone. They were on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah. Really? So, yes. Oh, really? The wow. U.S. version? Wow. Yes. Yes. There was some. Uh, wow. There's, yeah, there was. They they did really well. So was it a, a special so edition? Sebastian of, Bach. Special edition of <laughs> bands that opened for Rival Sons and Rolling Stone. I mean, that's weird. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, good for them. All right, look, I could. 
continue this forever, and we'll do another round of this somewhere down the line when everybody's available. But we've got like two minutes left. I want to let everybody go around the horn and plug anything they want to plug because you guys are all nice enough to come in, and I appreciate it. It's, it's totally fun to do this, and we'll have to do it more often. So, Brent Fitz, what do you want to mention or plug? Anything? Not plugging anything other than because we're all friends and neighbors here. Uh, afterwards, I'm going to go to the uh, to Jason's house to play kiss pinball, and then I'm going to go to Todd's house and play pinball. <laughs> Do you have the uh, the original? He kiss has pinball both. Machine? I have both. Yeah, he has. New I always old. wanted the original one, but everyone that I look at, it's all banged up and it's worn out, and they don't run right. Mint condition. Ah, Mine's in really good me. shape too. Killing yeah. me. I, I had it. Well, them. yeah. Jason, your record coming out when? What do you want to? Anything you want to push or we're, tell we're, the people? For we're, your shoot, music? we're shooting for March, April, twenty twenty-three. It's so almost exciting. done. Uh, I haven't been hyping it too much. I just thought get the work done and then it'll speak for itself. But is I'm it going to be under your own name or a band name? Well, it's going to be Hook. I didn't even want to call it Hook, but Great name. all the the list of names like it, nothing really resonated. And everyone was like, "Dude, you gotta call it Hook." And live sex show was taken. Right. Sure. Well, free beer is a good alternative. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's the other one. Right? <laughs> hey, it worked for Bon Jovi. Bare you know, naked bon Jovi Hook. Like... Go with the last right, name. Right. When in doubt, go, it yeah. works. Van Halen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe new music by the end of the year or everything next year. Maybe uh, a Shoot, probably March, March. March for everything. First song, yeah. We're uh, we're almost done. When you're That's ready to so go with cool. it, come come in. I am coming in. I'm we'll so happy and, and excited we'll get about Get the word it, yeah. out for you. Can That's I be it. your really terrible guitar tech? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fired after three gigs. And Todd, you're playing in Rock Vault here in Vegas. I right? am. Yeah, I'd be I'd be heading out of here to do, go to work pretty soon. Yeah. And anything else you want to mention coming well, we up? Got, we're heading to the Grey Cup in a couple days. The freezing cold. Tuke has a new single out called "Can't Stop It," and uh, it's yeah. We're just honestly getting ready to go and. Play in the freezing cold, so it'll be be nice. And we have something for New Year's planned and around New Year's here too. around here with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the Bruce Bruce New Year's extravaganza, right? Our extravaganza our band just recently played on the Kiss Cruise is going to be playing here in Vegas around New that's Year's. That's correct. So. And that's a public event. It is, yes. and that's at the Copa at the Bootlegger, right? One Behind of them, the bootlegger, yeah. yeah. One of the I think it's all yeah. safe to say like there's a plan, but we're still working it out, yeah. you know. And yeah. uh, but. Um, we are going to play a New Year's Eve gig for sure. Yeah. And I had Slash on a few weeks ago, and I told him I'd love to see you guys do another run for the four record. And he said maybe next year, fingers crossed. So I know that's not your call, but that was a great yeah. record. I'd love to see that get well, another another yeah. run. So we, it, it feels like that was like two years ago, but every now and then I go, that just came out. Yeah, it's like, not that old. Yeah, it was like yeah. a few months ago. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Well, a lot of fun there with uh, Jason and Brent and Todd. There's been about four or five of those Canadian roundtables that I've done on my SiriusXM show, and I don't think I've ever brought you one as a podcast before, so I'm glad to do that for you for the first time, something different. And again, a little peek into what I do every day, Monday through Friday, live on the radio, on Trunk Nation, SiriusXM Channel 103, Faction Talk, live every day, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, or anytime on demand on the SiriusXM app. Thank you so much for listening to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Big thanks to Joel Pollack, as always, for producing social media at Eddie Trunk. Again, if you're in Houston, I hope to see you this Saturday and Sunday at Rise Rooftop. More appearances on the homepage of eddietrunk.com. Thank you all. Have a great week. Hope to catch you on the radio. If not, back here next Thursday for another episode of the podcast. Take care. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.